0: Hello, and welcome to Behind the Source, a podcast which gives you an introduction to web-related processes, tools, or projects. My name is Mike Street, and I'm a lead developer and CTO for Liquid Light. In each episode, I'm joined by an expert or experts who are passionate about their topic, and we introduce the subject for those who are unfamiliar or want to know more. All the transcripts for the podcast and previous episodes, along with a series of interviews, can be found on the website at (laughs) behindthesource.co.uk. Today, I'm joined by Brittany and Willow, who are going to talk to me about Svelte. But before we start talking about Svelte, Brittany, would you like to introduce yourself and just talk about where you work, what you do and any side projects you've got?
1: Yeah, sure. Hi, I am Brittany Postma. I work at Netlify as a developer experience engineer. I'm a self-taught developer. So uh, when my kids were little, I have three young kids and um, I taught myself how to code through like free code camp and some Udemy courses and things like that and got started. First, with Granger building design systems with Svelte, and then now at Netlify, just doing the developer experience gig, which is really fun getting to work with engineering teams, making sure the developer experience is good and getting to build fun side projects and do things with Svelte that I didn't have time for really before. So, yeah.
0: And what kind of things are you building?
1: I am so I'm working with edge functions right now so getting edge functions working in Svelte and so you can use Svelte endpoints to use those edge functions and personalize your web page so building a little bit with that looking at an e-commerce site for my mom so a little bit of everything.
0: <laughs> Great and uh, Willow uh, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Hi I'm
2: I'm Willow also known as Ghost. I work at Gitpod and I do open source in most part-time. I do a lot with Svelte, with Svelte Community, Source Sirens, open source Svelte projects and that sort of stuff.
0: Wonderful. And what do you do at Gitpod?
2: So I'm a community support engineer, so I help build the community and answer questions and um, just make sure everyone uh, has a good time.
0: Great. And for anyone wondering what's going on the in the background of Willow's audio, she just said there was some fireworks going on. So apologies <laughs> if there's some big bangs halfway through. um For those that are interested in Gitpod, here's a little bit of a, a semi plug. I interviewed uh, Pauline, who works there, in episode two of Behind the Source. So uh, you can go and check that out. So both of you are from uh, Svelte Sirens. Would one of you like to explain what that is and what you do with that?
1: Yeah, sure. So I didn't mention it in my introduction, but the Svelte Sirens is a group for women, non-binary people and allies. And we do live streams and talks about Svelte and then provide just a safe community for those people and anyone that is friendly to those people. So that's why we say and allies. No one is excluded from our content. But as long as you are friendly and welcoming, that we have that community there that you can come ask questions, you can get help, support. And then we do those live streams and stuff to show how to teach it. Do you want to add anything to that, Willow? Yeah, that's great. In the past,
2: people have, have asked about gatekeeping. But we're, we're all about trying to make people feel more included and, and, and foster like the Svelte community to make it more accessible and and welcoming to everyone, regardless of who you are, where you come from.
0: And are you two are you two founders of Svelte Sirens?
1: Yeah, so we're the co-founders. Um, there's two <laughs> other co-founders. So Jen Ashley and Seth Dietz are both of the other co-founders at Svelte Summit. Um, we had a watch party in New York in fall of 2021, and that's when we announced the Svelte Siren. So the four of us announced that this was a thing, we're founding this thing, and we want to start like bringing more people into the community to show how to use things with Svelte and Svelte Kit and then have this safe space.
0: And how did it how did it come about in the, in the first place? How did the, this brainchild form?
1: So Sean Wang, SWIX is how he's known most places on the internet, um, had this idea for, I think he's very into alliterative naming. So, Spelt Society, Spelt Sirens. This was all his kind of brainchild was that, um, there's React Robbins also has one, View Vixen's had one, a community right. for women and non binary people. And yeah. so he had that Spelt Sirens name in his head. And last year, early last year, back in January, he asked me if I wanted to like take this over and like start this idea that, I mean, he wasn't the person to do it, that he needed someone else that would run it and like steer it. And at that time, my kids were not all in school yet. And I was like, I don't have time for this. And so by the time summer rolled around, I was like, okay, my kids are going back into school. I just got my job at Granger and I was just settling into everything. And I was like, okay, now I can go ahead and start this project. And at that point I reached out to Willow and reached out to Steph and Jen and got them on board and just started setting some things up like the website and things like that.
0: Great. Before we dive into Spelt, uh, I like to ask my guests, what are you learning about? What's new to you at the moment? What are you researching?
2: So actually, um, I'm learning, I'm trying to learn Rust at the moment, stumbling my, my way through, through that, mostly using Atari, which is an alternative to Electron that uses Rust for the back end and then WebTech for the front end. And I'm learning a lot. By building apps with Tari and, and like trying to find projects where I can use it.
0: And have you got a specific use case in mind or is it just something that you wanted to learn?
2: I got into it because of Tari and then I really started to enjoy the language a lot. And now I'm trying to find excuses to build other things in it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's always the way and uh Brittany what are you learning at the moment
1: that's really interesting that she's learning Tori because I've been diving into edge functions I mentioned earlier and so edge functions on Netlify are written in Dino which is written with Rust and Tori and um it's on the V8 engine so I was like I I had never heard of it before that but that's really cool that you're working with that so (laughs) I'm I'm doing a lot with work so the filler teams um we've now focused our work a little bit more so i'm working with the workflow pillar so i'm getting to explore like more of the edge functions the cli some of the things that my pillar actually works on so i'm doing a lot of that and then i've been looking into remix a lot lately i'm very interested Mm -hmm. in remix and learning more about how that works and kind of diving into that
0: great And uh, I know this isn't the topic of the podcast, but uh, are you able to give a top-level overview of what Netlify Edge functions are?
1: Yes. So Netlify Edge functions are serverless functions, but closer to your users. So serverless functions are essentially servers as a service. So you pay a company to maintain your server for you. And those serverless functions live in one location. But with Edge, we can put it on the content delivery network out closer to your users so those functions are actually running as close to your user as they can
0: thank you very much i'm sure in the future uh, i i've got it on my to-do list to have a podcast about uh, edge functions and netlify functions and all of that so yeah um yeah there, there's something that i've i've actually been playing with recently as well so um i kind of want to talk more about it actually but anyway on with on with Spelt uh <laughs> the the big opening question What is Svelte?
1: That's such a big question, isn't it? (laughs) Do you have like a one-line answer, Willow, or is it just going to go like into the depths? Uh, Svelte is a component framework for
2: building smaller and faster web apps. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's the big thing. thing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that is exactly what it is. And I think first and foremost, before anything else, it's a compiler. So I think that's something that gets left out sometimes. So Spell is different from other UI frameworks because it is a compiled framework. So you can write more declarative expressive code and have all the DX, the developer experience like goodness, and still be able to spit out imperative native JavaScript for the browser.
0: What do you mean by a compiled framework or using a compiler?
1: So a compiler takes the code that you write and compiles it into something else. So it changes it into something else. So it it has a process that it runs through and looks at all of your code and puts it into vanilla JavaScript that is more efficient for the browser or server or wherever you're running your code at.
0: So I suppose a kind of, example of a compiler as well is something like sass where it takes sort of nested css and all of that and compiles it into css just sort of like i know obviously what's felt is a bit more complicated than that but you need a process to get it from what you're writing to something that the browser understands
1: i think that's a good analogy something that it can actually use yeah
0: great and uh what can you do with svelte
1: yeah so svelte itself is a client-side rendered application. So you would use it for a spa or single-page app framework. Mm-hmm. But if you want to do more things than just have that single-page app, you would use something like Kit, which is the meta framework. So if you're looking to build just a single-page application, Svelte is the way to go, and you can do that very easily. It gives you lots of like sugar syntax and niceties that you get mm-hmm. out of the box with it. You get scoped CSS by default. You get um, transitions and animations. I mean, you get lots of things out of the box with Svelte that allows you to build those applications.
0: And uh, does it have server side rendering?
1: Svelte itself does not. That's where you would add in SvelteKit. So SvelteKit right. is the meta framework and mm-hmm. it builds on top of that underlying language, just like Next to React, something like yeah. that. So you get routing, API endpoints, different rendering methods, adapters for deploying to different platforms, those things you get with Kit. So it's
0: it sounds very similar to React and Vue. What can you do with Svelte that you can't do with React or Vue?
1: So I was mentioning a little bit about how you can do scoped styles by default. So any styles that you write in a component, you open a style tag, just normal vanilla CSS in there, and that will be scoped only to that component. And it does that through adding a class that is hashed based on the code that you write and added to each of your styles in that style tag. You have transitions and animations that come out of the box. You have Svelte stores, which allow you to have global state management, just straight out of the box. You don't have to think about the tools that you're choosing. You can just kind of use what Svelte has built in if you need it. And if you don't, it gets compiled away.
0: And how do you write Svelte? Is it just JavaScript files or is it a different language? Or um, you mentioned it's got CSS in there, but is it just... .javascript files with a script block and a
1: HTML block and a style block? So in Svelte, you use Spelt files. And that Spelt file has in it what looks very similar to an HTML file, mm-hmm. where you have a script block for your JavaScript. Your markup doesn't need any wrappers. Like in Reactile, you have to have a wrapper function. Um, you just write straight HTML. Or if you use curly braces, you can enter JavaScript inside of your markup. And then at the bottom or wherever you can set, like however you want them to be ordered. But at the bottom, I usually put my style tag and then all of the styles for that component go in the bottom.
0: So if you wanted to get started with Svelte, I'm assuming you do an NPM install um, and then start running it from there.
1: So I would suggest the easiest way to get started with Svelte is to go to svelte.dev slash tutorial and walk through the tutorial. It has a REPL that's built into the browser and that, takes you through everything that's specific to Svelte. But, and it takes about two to three hours to complete the tutorial, but then you know all of the Svelte-specific stuff, and you can just use your vanilla JavaScript foundation from there. There are some NPM um, install commands that you can use. Yeah. So for Svelte itself, there's an NPM template through Vite that you would use, NPM create beat, and then I think it's dash, 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 template. Right, and then Svelte. After that, <laughs> that one's a little complicated. But then for SvelteKit, it's npm create Svelte, and that will kick off a new SvelteKit application.
0: Amazing. Um,
2: when shouldn't you use Svelte? I'd say it, it really depends. I think a lot of times, if you'd always want a component framework, really, if you're building anything complicated. If you just want a, a plain HTML file with a Hello Worlds, you know, you're probably not going to need any component framework. Um, and other than that, I have personally never found a, a case where I wouldn't opt for Svelte. If you do find a case or a great alternative, such as Solid, which takes a lot of the principles that that we have at Svelte and does it in different ways that make it uh, a great alternative, well, and you don't lose any of the benefits like speed or a size like you might do with React or Vue. Um, which were traditionally the alternatives you might reach for.
1: I think that's a good point. I think there are times where you don't need any component framework at all, like you said, mm-hmm. with just an HTML file. But most of the time you're going to want some kind of templating language to like add in those dynamic bits. And that's where Svelte is great. And Solid is bringing that compiler style to the JSX language if you wanted to use that. Astro ships no JavaScript by default and you can actually use like React, use Solid, all of the frameworks like inside of an Astro project. So that would be like maybe a time to, you can do no JavaScript with SvelteKit too, but that's no JavaScript by default. And what's Astro? So Astro is another framework um It's kind of interesting because it it's a component framework, but it's it has their own Astro files. But then it also I know Willow works a lot more with Astro than I do. But then you can actually use other languages component files too. So you can bring in React, you can bring in spell View Solid, and use whatever component you want. And you can actually use them all on the same page, which is mind blowing to me a little bit.
0: Frameworks within frameworks. It's sort of, yes, uh, starts <laughs> to get a little bit inception. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you've mentioned there's the Svelte introduction. Is there any other places that are great for getting started with Svelte? Is there any other places that are
1: really good to find help? Absolutely. So the Svelte Society YouTube channel is where we create pretty much all of the Svelte content. So all of the Svelte summits are there, the Svelte Sirens content, Svelte Society content. It all lives on the Svelte Society YouTube channel. And Svelte.dev chat. We'll get you to the Discord server. And that mm-hmm. is where we have all of our questions. We have a uh, forum help help channels that you can get help for Svelte, Spelte Kit, ecosystem questions. And then also on the GitHub. I mean, it is an open source community. So going to at Svelte.js and looking through open issues, seeing if you have any issues, like commenting on issues, commenting on requests for comments, those kind of things are all great places to kind of get involved in the community
0: wonderful um and you have kind of touched on it already but SvelteKit, kit when i was sort of doing a bit of research and looking into svelte SvelteKit kit came up uh, a lot and could you just give me a sort of an overview as to what that is and how you use it and how it helps with svelte
2: um okay so as, as Brittany said it's felt um is to react to what it is to next year's So, for those of you who have used Next.js before, you'll understand. But for those of you who haven't, the best way to describe it is um, a way of building your Svelte apps with all the batteries included. So, Svelte on its own just takes in your Svelte component and then renders it to the DOM. You don't have anything like routing or server side rendering or, um, or like, you know, page uh, navigation, that sort of stuff. Um, But Svelte Kit, brings that for you it has it has a severely impressive way of doing um page data loading with uh type generation and you can do it, you can do pretty much anything with cell and uh, everything with SvelteKit is highly configurable everything's open so you've got your rcs and your issues um where you can contribute and uh, really just get involved <laughs> using Svelte. Those
0: fireworks are really adding <laughs> emphasis to uh, <laughs> everything you've got to say. They
2: really <laughs> are. It's awesome. I can hear them getting louder and I, I was just trying to wrap up.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I've, just, I've been put up. So that's, I mean, that's kind of all my questions for trying to get an overview into into Svelte. Is there anything either of you would like to add that we've not covered? Anything that you'd like to mention that are um, good websites or good use cases or good examples that you'd like to add?
1: Yeah, so I I was just thinking about Kit and out of the box, she was saying that you have like that directory-based routing. So you can create a file in your root, you can create directories, and you can have that routing that you don't get with Spelt out of the box. And so it just adds on a little bit more out on top of what you get with Spelt like loading data, you get API endpoints that you can call on your server and then they hydrate on the client, or you can do them only on the server, um, rendering different methods, using serverless and edge platforms, those kinds of things, taking advantage of that stuff is really when you would want to bring in the meta framework.
0: Great. Hydration. Can you just explain what that is? Because it... uh, (laughs) it... I, when I when I first heard the term, I sort of, it took me ages to actually realize, like to click in my head what it is.
1: So it's actually SvelteKit has helped me understand this a little bit more because we have this thing called a load function. And that load function loads data for your component, your UI part. And hydration always confused me, but I I think I'm hoping... I'm explaining this correctly, but you get your data from the server, and then it passes that to the browser. And the browser needs to hydrate the JavaScript, so get the JavaScript going, so that your page can render that data correctly. So it sends the JavaScript from the server to the client, and that JavaScript is then running in the browser.
0: I think a uh, a non-Svelte example might be uh, for those that have used jQuery and use like the AJAX. So you have like an empty div, and you go and get some data, and you yeah. You put it in your page and and something like that. Yeah, it was uh, the the term hydration was very kind of alien to me for a, for a long time, but I knew but I was sort of doing it without knowing that I was doing it. And yeah. I was like, I really need to learn how to hydrate it. And then when I actually looked into it, I realized I was doing it already. So
1: it's like uh, the browser yeah. grabbing those dynamic bits, right? The the shortest
2: explanation for hydration probably is taking statically or server side rendered HTML and making it interactive. With Svelte it by default you're gonna get SSR. And that's gonna, if you like view the page source, or, like just request HTML, it's gonna have your Svelte components, HTML. And but like if you have like click listeners or um I, well any sort of listener really in interactive parts on its own, it's not gonna do anything. Hydration is the taking that and making it interactive. And frameworks like Svelte, we have we only have full hydration, which means that it needs to essentially reconstruct the entire HTML document. And then there's partial hydration where it only reconstructs what it has to, which might be in sort in the future, but it's not top priority at the moment. And then you have other concepts like um resumability, which Quick introduced, where instead of doing hydration, you serialize all of your dynamics to <laughs> strings. And then um And then, like, make it work from there using a small loader, which is quite an interesting concept. And so, at some point, we might see partial hydration in the future. Wonderful. I think that's a wrap.
0: Brittany, for anyone that wants to find you in a social internet capacity, where can they get in touch?
1: I am at Brittany Postman most places. So, on Twitter, GitHub. I'm on LinkedIn. It's not at Brittany Postman on LinkedIn, but I'm sure you could find me that way. And then I'm in the Svelte Discord and I'm under Brittany Postman there as well.
2: Wonderful. And Willow? I'm only space ghost on Twitter. Um, As Brittany said, I'm also in the Discord. And my website is ghostdev.xyc.
0: I am uh, at Mike Streety on everything uh, that's worth being on. Or uh, you can find the podcast on at Behind Source um, on Twitter or behindthesource.co.uk. As this is a fairly new podcast, I'd appreciate any reviews, comments, criticisms via any medium. If you'd like to feature on the podcast, if you want to come and talk about something you're passionate about or know someone who should be on the podcast, I can hunt them down if you email me at hello at behindthesource.co.uk. Thank you very much, both of you, for your time. It's been great learning about Svelte. I might have to go and give it a go now. Um, which I, is what I seem to be saying at the end of every single one of these podcasts. I mean, my my free time is getting filled up with a lot of things right now. But yeah, it was great talking to you both uh, and I particularly enjoyed the fireworks.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it too. And now, now they're not going to go off anymore.
2: Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed the fireworks. Unfortunately, <laughs> the curtains are closed. I haven't been able to watch them, but it's been nice hitting them. <laughs>